Welcome to Sea Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ian. Ian, it's the holiday season. It certainly is. I guess it's starting to look a little festive. It is. I think it's looking very festive throughout the whole city. I mean, every ward at this point now has had a tree lighting, and we just had our first in Ward 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, at Shea Park. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was the name of the park. Didn't realize that myself. Mm -hmm. But it was still beautiful. Shea Park is right across from the Sly Fox and right near... um, Copeland Pizza. Copeland Pizza. The Donut King. The Donut King, yeah. And the Barbershop. And the Barbershop. Mm -hmm. So it was was a good time. It was Sunday. We had it from 5 to 7. This had been a request for Ward 4 for quite some time, but we finally got on the docket and we had a donated tree from... The Mahoney's backyard that m- looked much better in the backyard than it did at Jay Park. <laughs> it did not. Yes, it was the uh, Charlie Brown tree of Quincy Christmas trees by far. It can only get better. <laughs> well, not from where you are to but hopefully we'll get something donated better next um, year. Yeah, next year. But it was a great event. It was um, we had it Sunday, and it was from five to seven, and Council Pamucci was there. And myself, and it was emceed by Veronica Bertrand, who was yeah. really the um, the person who was really um, chartering the whole event. She was the energy that was behind the source of having this event. And we had Elsa from Frozen was a, a, was there to visit with us, and we had Spider Man. Yeah, and we had a sing along. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about the sing along. Yeah, we had sing along. We had we had we actually people had, did sing, and we had um, music sheets that were passed yeah. out. <laughs> It's an old-fashioned sing-along. <laughs> yeah, there was like a circle of kids that were doing. That. I was really surprised. Yeah, it was great, and we had probably we had people of all ages. We had, we had a lot of young families, and we had some old people. We had some people with dogs that were dressed up as well. Yeah, and um, you know, it was great. It was it, it was easily over 100, 150 people that we had at the park, and then the um, engine five pulled up. From the fire department with right, Santa Claus. With Santa. And, mm-hmm. and I forgot how excited kids get by Santa. Oh my gosh, they were just... Because I was at the table with uh, Sue Cullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as soon as he came out, just, they just started screaming. It was funny. Yeah. Really funny. It was so, and then he had a line of people getting ready to just... And he, he took his time with everybody. He's a very tall Santa. He's a tall Santa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, he, you know, he, and he was, it was great and took plenty of time. And then we had the tree lighting and then before you know it, it was over. Yeah. And, um, you know, he wasn't, wasn't much to clean up. People were very respectful and um, we're looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah. It should only get bigger. Well, not, it doesn't have to get bigger, but it should get better oh, tree. Better tree. <laughs> and I want to make sure that we thank the Quincy Police Department. They came and shut down the street. Yeah. And the DPW and, um, and then oh. also T-PAL. Park Department. Park Department. Bo Levine yeah. from the Park Department. We saw him on Saturday night as well. He was working the whole city <laughs> for tree lightings. He did yeah. a great job. He was very helpful. And, um, you know, it was just, you know, if I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize, but it was just a really great event. We even had a hat on the Granite Worker um, yeah. memorial. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they got replaced with another hat, so it really fit them. So it, it's, it was just, it, it looked beautiful. And, you know, next year, hopefully we'll have more lights. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the night before we were at Ward 2. Mm-hmm. Right down there on the rotary. Yeah. And um they had a nice tree. They have a very nice it's it's they didn't have to have it donated. It's a it's a real tree. So Oh, I think it was donated. Was it donated? I don't know. Maybe it was. I thought it was I thought it was already there. But I don't it, think it, so. in any case it does it is a very nice tree. We'll we'll have a better tree next year. Maybe not from the Mahoney backyard. <laughs> This is not a tree complaining episode. <laughs> it sounds like you're complaining. You donated it. <laughs> the people who grew that tree. 
<laughs> sad. <laughs> Please don't judge us if you drive by Shade Park. <laughs> um, and the city had a, a tree lighting mm-hmm. also that night. Same night, yeah. For the veterans. Mm-hmm. Right. For anybody that was away that's not going to be home for, anybody that's serving in the military that's going to be home for the holidays where you could go and you, know, you could sign a yellow ribbon and hang yeah. it on the tree. Yeah. Yeah. That tree was puny compared to ours. <laughs> <laughs> that tree is that tree is beautiful, but you know I think if you if you did not get down there to do that, you can still probably sign a yellow ribbon and get the ribbon up on the tree. Probably I don't know how yeah. that works. But. And then House Neck had one as well on the same night on December fifth, and I think um, Safford Park was Safford Park was on Friday night. Oh. So yeah, so it was a, it was a weekend of tree lightings. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, all right, so I guess we should uh, get back to business. Mm-hmm. December fifth, the the Boston Globe came out with a a fairly large article, and I'll just read the title to you. Mm-hmm. The Great Divide. After repeated racist incidents at Quincy High School, students and parents mobilized, raising hopes that change is possible. Mm-hmm. It starts off with um, going through the history of the most recent incident that spurred the uh, student walkout. Mm-hmm. Then it, it goes through some other incidents. It wasn't, if you listen to the administration, you would think almost that it's just one issues with a couple of a couple of kids. Bad apples, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's been a, a running um, set of issues that have, have gone on. I think the earliest one here, 2016, where a white female high school student wearing what appeared to be blackface circula- circulated on social media. Students of color were outraged and wanted to discuss it, but felt silenced by their teachers, said Maya Korea, who is black and graduated in 2017. Another incident where I guess some somebody set up a, a, a student union of color and had a meeting and some white kids attended and uh, filmed it and then put it on social media with them making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Another kid asked her friend, I think, if she could use the N word. Her African American friend said, no, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And the kid went on and, and did it anyways and put it on TikTok. TikTok. And then there was a Wi-Fi network, I guess, set up. And it was named No N-Word Allowed. And they reported it to Principal Taglieri, who told security, but the school didn't seem to do take much of an effort to find the culprit. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some quotes in here I'll read. And this is about the um, one of the issues. Mulvey said the district responded to the Instagram page by training teachers on the restorative justice techniques to resolve conflicts. And it hired an outside organization to survey parents, students, and teachers to find ways school could improve its climate. So I think that's about the most recent one. And mm-hmm. then the report, which was issued in late November, highlighted a culture of pervasive insensitive slights large and small, contributing to an overall lack of belonging felt by families of color and schools. It recommended the district hire a staff, hire staff of color, train employees, improve translation services, encourage classroom discussions about equity, and cl- collaborate with youth on implementing changes. But it goes on to say, many are finding it difficult to muster hope. We've been on this same Ferris wheel. We're just going back around again, said James Akita, a history teacher of Japanese American descent, who was, who was the faculty advisor for the People of Color Student Union. It is painful to see generations of students experience the cycle that you've seen play out before. To Akita, these problems will continue until students have real power in school policy making. Mm-hmm. 
And then it goes on to express a little bit of hope from from the walkout. Mm-hmm. One of the students that helped um, organize the walkout, her name is Zybria Zy- Barber. Um, she has a quote here, basically saying after that walkout, uh, the school started listening to us. They're working with us to help change what's going on. It might not change by the time I graduate, but it should change within a few years. Yeah. And then on, no- on November 19th, Malvi told families the district was committing to making some of the key actions that students and parents had requested. And then from there, right? Yep. So we we go to, there was actually an article on December 3rd, I guess. Or when was the school committee meeting? The school committee was the week before, and they had a special school committee meeting just to, just to talk about actually what was going on. That paid, that Boston Globe article came out this past weekend. Yeah, so I did a little bit out of work. And that's I okay. Apologize. And it's okay because it's all, it's all really kind of encompassing the same thing, which is really the discussions that have to happen and the actions that are taking. And I... I think we said this the last time, you know, it's, it, it's important that, um, I think again, the, the voices are being heard and, and superintendent Malvi and assistant superintendent, um, Perkins did a great presentation to the school committee that night about some of the thing actions that they're going to take and they're, they're looking to take and the fact that they're going to do some restorative justice in the schools and that they're going to direct curriculum changes and handbook, um, student handbook information um, and, and things like that. Yeah, this is from an article on, on the 3rd from Patriot Ledger. School officials say they've heard concerns of community members and plan to implement restorative justice practices and curriculum changes after high school students were recently spurred to walk out of class. Mm-hmm. Um, Superintendent Kevin Mulvey addressed the school committee this week, last week, to talk about how the district is handling the very, very large issue of racism within the Quincy Public Schools. So I guess the point of that is that it's it's not obviously a couple kids. No, and he's not sugarcoating it. I mean, he realizes that, I mean, this is a tall task, and it's it's not an easy one, and, and they are trying to address it. Yeah, and as, since the incidents, Mulvey said the district had has punished the students involved, held meetings with staff and, and families, conducted student forums at both high schools, and consulted with the State Department of Education. And then it goes on to say... And this is according to Assistant Superintendent Aaron Perkins. The district plans to revise and update, I think you said, the student mm-hmm. handbook, provide culturally responsive teacher training to staff, and update curriculum by incorporating books by diverse authors, updating history and culinary curriculum to include more diverse representation, and adding classes that focus on culture and social-emotional learning. Mm-hmm. Perkins said the desire for updated curriculum was heard loud and clear. She said students have asked for required readings that are more relevant to their lives and that they can see themselves in. Mm -hmm. Other ideas that the district is exploring include a student mentoring program, peer mediation that would allow students to resolve some issues among themselves, training and restorative justice practices for students so they could run their own community circles, and implementing student-run assemblies. Mm-hmm. It's really about empowering the students and empowering the community. And, you know, oftentimes people talk about um, diversity and, and the makeup of, of our schools, but really it's about inclusion and making, pe- making people feel like they're included and part of the, they're, they're participating in the same education that everybody else is, not by, not by the nature of who, what your background is, but the fact that you feel included in the conversation. Right. And I know, um, so in the school committee, mm-hmm. I, I think... Catherine Hoogley mm-hmm. asked about 
a, a role, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted. Um, so I think the, in the school, I think what they decided was in the um, in the Esther money, they're going to try to um, hire somebody for the EDI, the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion position for the schools. Right, and you question how much it would cost, right? Mm-hmm. Like think, how much the person would get. And paid. the mayor said um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, basically how much it costs, he'll he'll do it. Yeah. So that's good news, Ed, because you know what? Mm-hmm. That means he's going to fund that the, whole... The social justice and equity yeah. for, for the yeah. city. I think that's great news. I mean, I, I, that's, let's hope he will. I mean, this is not... So the, the, the issue is that this is boiling. So it's, it, this is typically what happens. Issues like this tend to boil over in the academics because kids are going to school, but it's a, it's a community. It's the whole community of how we actually address and deal with things in our community. Our, our community is made up of many different people, and we need to be inclusive of the people who live in our community. Right. And then uh, Mayor Koch was on uh, Joe Catalano's podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of um, maybe come around a little bit, I'd say. Uh, he said there was fair criticism of mm-hmm. the curriculum. I'm paraphrasing. The curriculum should reflect the diversity we have in our city. There are some great authors, authors that could be African-American or Asian-American. Books haven't changed in English classes in 50 or 60 years and teaching the same way. And then he went ahead and said, I'm not talking about changing history or watering down history. I'll never be part of that. And nobody's ever asked for that that Mm-mm. I know of. Mm-mm. I think he's missing the point that people want to feel like they're they're seeing and hearing and feeling like they're part of the community that they're learning in. Yeah. And then he went ahead to say, he did say that the population we serve, for them to feel a little more comfortable to have some more books in the program that would better reflect what their experience is something that... Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he stated we have work to do, but we, but then he went ahead and said, but we need to get back to to basics. I that, and I go back to that that issue. It's less about what the administration said and more about what I my, my feeling is is that you no, know, our community is you know it changes, and we change. You know, if you if you have if you have a learning disability or if you're handicapped or if you're a different background or different culture, you want to feel included and you want to feel like you can participate and. We have to do a better job of making sure that our community is set up to do that for everybody. So um, that does it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Monday you have a city council meeting. Yep, we had a city council meeting last night. Oh, not we much. Did? Yeah, <laughs> I know not much happened <laughs> at it. <laughs> um, so, so what we're going to have on Monday night is we're going to have the um, the tax rate will be before us on Monday night. So there'll be a public hearing on Monday night, and that is December thirteenth. So I encourage people. If you would like to come out and speak at the public hearing, Monday night is the time to do it, 6.30. It's going to be a Zoom meeting, so you'll have to log on or call in, and you can speak if you're concerned yeah. about um, about the taxes in Quincy. You don't but, have to go anywhere physically. Just, nope. you know, we pretty much all know how to mm-hmm. Zoom in now. So. Nope. And we'll, we, we can leave the um, the information, the link to the in city notes, site so. yeah, in the notes. But that's Monday night, so the tax rate will be set on Monday night. Now, the budget was set last June. So it's based on what the budget is, and then um, the tax rate is done months later. So this is the last council meeting of of the year, and we're setting the tax rate on Monday night. Wow! Mm-hmm. Is it usually done earlier? Or? It's been it's usually done really. They, they this administration has always done it late. Um, and then we have some late breaking news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, city sent out a letter today. It is the holiday season. It is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read some of that. Mm-hmm. So this is from Thomas P. Koch, Mayor, December 7th. Dear friend, 
Please find the enclosed check for $1,500 as a small token of our community's appreciation for your work on behalf of our great city during what has, without question, been among the most difficult two years in recent memory. To make this one-time payment based on your efforts amid the COVID-19 pandemic possible, I am utilizing federal funds allocated to the city through the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. While we have many priorities for this funding, I believe it is vital that your work under unprecedented conditions is recognized and rewarded. Working together, we met the extraordinary challenges of our time head on. Our public health team at the forefront of the pandemic, our police officers and firefighters who never missed a beat protecting the safety of our residents, our school teachers and school staff pivoting to a remarkably different classroom experience, our laborers, our laborers, office staff and department heads who kept our core services functioning while much of the world was shut down. I am incredibly proud of the grateful and grateful to have you as a colleague in government. Mm-hmm. So, and then he just goes on to say, please accept my warmest wishes to you and your loved ones for this healthy and joyous holiday season and New Year. So he does listen to <laughs> <does>. our show because <laughs> you suggested that thanks. a while ago. Thanks for giving me that credit. <laughs> but more importantly, I'm happy to know that they um, that they received the um, the this money. And, um, and the thing is, is that the, for the, the, I think the teachers union is still not, not the contract is not closed yet, but, um, they are starting negotiations with all of the other unions because once they closed out this cup coming year, they're going to be in negotiations for the next three years. So I think this was, um, it was an important step. Yep. And I, and I thank the mayor for, for listening. So that's great news. Yeah. Um, okay, so we do have... I still don't agree with the ARPA money being spent on all those buildings, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be that nice. <laughs> yes. Well, all right. So we do have um, another meeting, actually, that we want people to know about. Mm-hmm. It is the Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals um, will hold a public hearing on Tuesday, December 14th at 5.30 p.m., and that's also going to be a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. and we'll include that link. And the big, well, not the big, but there are, there are other ones on here, but the one we've been talking about in, on this show mm-hmm. is the JVC C Street. Um, the Imperial Terrace. Imperial Terrace. Terrace. Yeah. And JVC is um, James Timmons and his son, not his brother, not his Christopher brother. Timmons. I'm sorry uh, the, it, They're the LLC that are, um, that are looking to get zoning approval that should be going to planning. And they did have this meeting the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. But um, the plan- the zoning board did not have the plans. And for a brief second, they were going to go ahead and, and present, but they realized that the zoning board didn't have the plans, so they couldn't, they couldn't vote on it, so they decided to postpone it until December 14th. Um, so I'm hoping that there's a lot of people on that call, um, and they're all going to be back on on December 14th and to voice their opinion. It's, um, I think it's for 20, they went from 24 units down to 21 units, which is still too big for that, for that location. Right. And right. it should be a planning. It should not be a zoning because of the traffic issues it's going to have and because of the size of it. And the real, the real problem is, is if they get the zoning approved on Tuesday, December 14th, what's the point of going back and even discussing the traffic? They can they can build. Once they get the right. zoning approved, they can build. They don't have to go back to planning. It's important that, that people understand there's a reason why there's a planning board. December 14th at 530. I hope December you join me. December 14th at 530. Yeah, please mm-hmm. join because that's a very dangerous 
Please. Yeah. 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 If, if they come out, if they have 21 units and they come out, they're going to only be able to take a right and they're going to have to drive about half a mile down the road or illegally turn to turn around. So, you know what time it is? I do. It's time for. Let's do it real. We have one letter. I didn't really push for this one. <laughs> and it's all about what I just talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is from David. Hello. Seems there are some irregularities with the proposed new construction at the site of the old Imperial Terrace on C Street. Mm -hmm. The first problem is that the developer, none other than city solicitor James Timmons, is attempting an end run, as it were, around the planning department, going directly to the Zoning Board of Appeals. Eventually, amid late public pushback, the ZBA has kicked the can down the road and the developer, Timmons, uh, has made slight changes to the proposed construction. This is not acceptable. There are size and setback issues, parking space issues, and the developer is seeking numerous other variances without any attempt to vet the project plans through the planning department. My view is that the site was a horrible location for a restaurant, and it's certainly a horrible site for an apartment building. Furthermore, the artist's conception that has been pr presented portrays an incredibly ugly and architecturally dead design. That's not unusual. <laughs> Add those factors to any list of other valid reasons to deny the ability to build the proposed project. There is a strong smell of unethical behavior, abuse of power, and conflict of interest in the manner this project is being pushed through. Mm -hmm. At very least, the CBA should refuse to consider it without it first going through the planning department as it should have in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's from David again. And I think they gave me a record when I, when I pushed back on this and said, you know, they don't usually go, it usually goes to planning before it goes to zoning. I was given one example, and it's right next to the Gridley Bryant School where the Home Depot is, right? That, 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 um, I think it's three stories. It's a condominium unit that's right there. It used to be a white building, Kevin, right near us, um, off the highway. Yeah. And when I asked in regards to that, the neighbors, the developer went and talked to the neighbors, there's four houses across the street, and the developer went and talked to the neighbors, and there was no pushback as to what that was going on. And it, that's the reason why I bypassed planning, the planning yeah. department. And um, because the neighbors weren't going to have a problem with it and because they signed off on it, they went to zoning. In this particular case, JVC had a public hearing and everybody's um, at odds with it and it's skipping and still going to zoning. Yeah, so it's all over it's, Facebook. It's, um, it's really disappointing what's happening here. And, and, um, and quite honestly, there's some confusion too because it's a LLC and it's um, Jim Timmons' son who's presenting it at zoning. And Jim Timmons is a is um, he's the he's the head lawyer for the city of Quincy, right? And that's what people are upset about because they do feel as though it's it's not right, you know. So have this we is, heard what the mayor <laughs> thinks of the city solicitor? No, I don't know what the mayor thinks of this, but I do know that the that rumor has it that they're that they think I'm just being bitter for some reason oh. about this. And quite honestly, it's not about me. It's about it's about the optics of how the administration is working not towards the favor of the taxpayers of the city of Quincy, but towards the benefit of the employees of the city of Quincy and, and the higher ranking employees of the city of Quincy. It's and, not all employees. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's the upper no, echelon, saying, the connected yeah, I'm few. Saying, I'm, I'm, saying the, I'm basically saying that this is an employee of the city of Quincy, a higher yeah. ranking employee of the city right. of Quincy, allowing it, it just, you know, you can have a law firm. Nobody's saying that he can't close on real estate. But to be a developer in the city, he can be a developer outside our city. But to be a developer in our city and bypass the planning board and get and get special privileges, it's wrong. 
it, it's wrong and it's optically wrong and it's wrong. He, it shouldn't, he should not want to even want to do that. Yeah. And, um, and, and nor should if, if it, if it's the, if his son is part of the development, nor should his son, they should want to go through the right ranking of it. And you know, it's, it's just, it's not the right thing. It's, it's really uncomfortable. Yep. So that's all we have for this week. Uh, we're approaching the end of our first season. Here. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's been fun though. So I think we'll probably have one more show mm -hmm. before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll try to squeeze in two. So <laughs> folks at home, if you have something to say, um, send it to us and we'll, we'll read it. I think we're definitely going to have to have one next week after the tax rate gets set. Uh, why <laughs> do you think that will be an issue? I don't know. <laughs> have to wait and see. But I please ask people to come out. If, you, if you're a concerned resident of the city of Quincy, please come out to the open forum for public hearing for the tax. Yep, on you don't really have to come out. That's you don't have the to come. Out. You can call, you dial in, and you can speak, or you can join the Zoom call. Right. All right. So that does it for this week on City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.